There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm so excited to share with you guys the live show from New York at the Gramercy Theater. I just got back to California today, but the show was last night in New York, and I had the greatest time. It was maybe the best night of my life. Like It was very close. It was like so much fun. The energy was through the roof. The crowd was amazing. I had so much fun meeting all of you guys after the show. It was truly just a, a dream come true, like a pinch me magical night. So just thank you to everyone. I hope to make it to every city. I had so much fun with these two live shows, and it really did help uh, help make me feel comfortable. And now I really hope to make it to all the cities I can to see you guys, because it was just so much fun connecting and uh, connecting in this world of pop culture and Bravo that we all love. So thank you to everyone who came out in the Gramercy Theater. All the crew there was amazing. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to play the episode. I am omitting just the very beginning of the show, which is this video that plays, and I want to save that for the future live shows. So I do. I do hope you understand, but uh, also it want to make sense because this is an audio podcast, right? But I'm going to save it for the live shows. It's a special treat if you come out to the live shows, and I hope to have more announced soon. But for now, please enjoy the show. My special guest was Greggy Bennett from The Real Houses of New Jersey. I keep saying I think he's like the most requested guest, and he's called into the show before, but it was so fun to see him in person. He's so handsome, so funny, so lovely. So he's the guest, and uh, so we chat about Potomac. We had to get into Potomac, Dallas, Orange County, uh, and a slew of other things. We had to talk about New York, Roni, all of the things. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you want, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Patreon, patreon.com slash everything iconic. Cameo, go to cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. I'll be turning that on later this week. So I will leave you with this episode. I hope you enjoy and just know that we'll be back to regularly scheduled podcasts next week. So now I'm done traveling uh, and I will be getting back to doing our normal recaps. But uh, thank you for bearing with me as these two weeks have been a little bit different. And I hope you enjoy the live show. And I hope to see all of you at live shows in the future as soon as uh, I can set those up. So thank you all for listening. I love you all. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with uh, the live show. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills 
skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Everything Iconic. So excited to be here. I'm very, very excited, but I'm also very nervous. I want to tell you guys up front, I know you're not supposed to tell people you're nervous, but I'm scared shitless. I wanted to start the show off with like a little Brene Brown moment. Do you guys watch? You guys know Brene Brown. She stands on a stage on Netflix and she tells people inspirational things. And so I wanted to have a moment like that to start off these shows. And so I was thinking about all of this stuff and I, I have talked about this on the show, but I, I, a few years ago, I was in a really dark place. And before that, I had performed. I'd done stand-up and sketch. Very little theaters, but I was doing it really regularly. And then life kind of threw a bunch of stuff at me, and something shifted in my brain, right? And I always had anxiety, but this was depression. So I got in this really dark place where I didn't even want to get out of bed. And in that moment, I had said I was never going to get on a stage to perform again. And I don't know if... Thank you. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know if any of you have, have anxiety or depression, but for me, it's like there's a voice in my head, and that volume gets turned up to like an 11, right? And that voice can convince you of anything in those moments. It can convince you you're not smart enough, not pretty enough, not funny enough. Your friends hate you. Your family hates you. It can convince you of anything. So that voice at that time convinced me of that. And so I didn't want to get out of bed, but I wanted to get a grasp on my mental health. And so I started to do all the things you're supposed to do. I started seeing a therapist, meditating, journaling, all of those things. And I started to learn a lot about my mental health. And one of the things that I learned was that if you acknowledge that voice, you give it less power. So right now there's like a a clip going around of Bill Hader where he talks about an anxiety monster on his shoulder. And he said once he started saying hello to it, it started making it a little bit easier. So when I, uh, so I go through this time and I start to get a better grasp on my mental health and I still had this creativity that I wanted to use. So I decided to start an Instagram account and I thought I would do one joke a day and I would put silly memes, like all that stuff that we just saw in that video. And I thought I would do one a day and that was my goal. Then as a community started forming, a friend said, you should do a podcast. And the whole selling point was that I didn't have to get on a stage. It was like I could do my stupid bits at home from my bed and that was it. And then as people started listening to the podcast, people would ask, are you ever going to do a live show? And I, I would say, no, no, no. Then I started saying maybe, and then I finally said yes. And as soon as I said yes to this show... I said yes to this show and the show that was last week in L.A., and right when I said yes, that voice got loud again in my head. And it really started to tell me, no one's going to buy a ticket, you can't do a show, blah, blah, blah. And it was almost crippling, but I had learned that if you acknowledge it, it gives it less power. So I go to sit down and write what I want to talk about in this show, and the first thing I thought I had to come out and say is just that I'm scared shitless, and I hope that now we can enjoy the rest of the show because I got that off my chest. (laughs) And, ah, thank you. And on the show, I talk... I know some people listen for the Housewives recaps and stuff like that, but I also do these things called detours, which is... <laughs> when we take a little break from Bravo and we talk about, like, a personal story or family story or whatever. And so I started to think of this word detour and how it fit into that time in my life where I was unable to even get out of bed. And what I realized was that was a detour in my own life. And... My advice, my Brene Brown moment, is that if you're in one of those moments where you feel like you can't get out of bed or you don't want to go on, I mean, I true, I, I didn't not want, I didn't just not want to perform. I didn't want to do anything, and at the time that felt like a dead end. And so, if you're going through one of those times now or in the future, just please don't think of it as a dead end. Think of it as a detour, and just know that on the other side of there, it can be some really great stuff. So now we're gonna. <laughs> That's, that's what I go through every night. That's <laughs> now we're going to enjoy the show that we have so much to talk about. We're going to be talking about housewives. I have a very special guest. 
Uh, I have like a, a, a fun slideshow. I'm having so much fun in New York. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I went to The View. I mean, can you even? I met the whole fucking panel of The View. It was truly, you guys know I love The View. I like worship that show. I mean, Housewives, I love the Housewives. I love everything on Bravo, but The View like relaxes me at night because it's just something about women fighting. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it says about me, but it was so exciting to go. And now I want you to see up there, Joy was suspiciously absent. So I was very disappointed that I didn't get to see Joy. However, Meredith was there. And I did find out a little bit of information. So Joy wasn't there. She was sick, right? But I don't know if you guys watched the show, but she had cataract surgery and she's been wearing these glasses on the show. Queen icon legend, truly. I love her so much. But she's been wearing these glasses, and she was only supposed to wear them that first week. And this is just between us, okay? Just between us girlfriends. I don't know if I'm supposed to be telling anyone this. But so I met the executive producer at the show, and I tweet about The View. I love it, you know. Anyway, he told me that she was only supposed to wear them for that first week, but that he showed her my tweets, and she decided to keep wearing the glasses. So she's been... (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to brag and give myself too much credit, but I would say that I'm sort of responsible for Joy wearing her cataract glasses ever since her surgery, and I love them so so much. I mean, I'm truly being in here in New York. What a city! I love this city so so much. Somebody spit on my leg today, and I liked it. <laughs> I was walking. I was like running late to a meeting, and I was about to go around someone really quickly, and a guy just like turned his head and spit on my leg, and I. I, we all kept moving. I thought, this is beautiful. We're all going, we're all just moving ahead. Like, no. There was like a quick, I'm sorry, but he spit on my leg and then a tear came to my eye. I was like happy about it. I thought, this is a city. You don't get that in LA. We would spend 10 minutes talking about it on the street. Here in New York, we all just kept going. No one even blinked twice about it. He spit right on my leg. I liked it. Anyway, I love New York. I have been calling my mom. You guys know my mom, Linda Pellegrino. Linda Pellegrino and that bold-ass woodpecker that Linda, you know, she's friends with this bold-ass woodpecker now She said it got timid She said, now it's timid And I said, what do you mean, Mom? She said, well, it used to bang on the window and go, bum, bum, bum Now it goes, bum, bum, bum So people have been asking about the bold-ass woodpecker Now she calls it a timid-ass woodpecker and she loves it She said, my dad falls asleep early, but the woodpecker keeps her company She's convinced. I told her, I said, Mom, like, the woodpeckers don't peck at night. Dan, this one pecks at night. I, the other night, your father and I put on a movie. We put on that rocket man. And the woodpecker was pecking the whole movie. Your father fell right asleep. The woodpecker was pecking right along. By the way, it's not about space, Dan. Rocket man's not about space. <laughs> like, she was she's like, I don't mean to spoil it, but that rocket man's about Elton John. Not about space at all. It took me 25 minutes before I realized they weren't going out to outer space. But Linda and the woodpecker She says my dad just falls asleep He'd sleep through the apocalypse She said Um, But she made friends with the woodpecker That's not the actual woodpecker The bold ass woodpecker But she's got all the critters in the yard She's got the deck squirrel The slinky cat comes around Linda Pellegrino She uh, wanted to be here But I told her no I said said, Absolutely not I will not have it Um but I do have a very special guest, and I'm very excited to bring him out. We're going to be talking about all things Housewives. So I know some people were asking, are we just going to talk Dallas? Well, here's the thing. There's so much going on, we have to talk about all of it. So I have an expert. He's a gem of a human being. You guys might know him from the Real Housewives of New Jersey, Greggy Bennett. Hi, guys. That picture. Greggy, wait, I was, I was also supposed to play you out to this. Oh. Thank you. I've always said that if I were on a minor league baseball team, that is the song <laughs> that would play when I walked up to bat. So I'm bummed you didn't play it, but it's okay. Greggy and I, we are both lambs. I don't know if any of you are lamb, part of the lambly. 
That's uh, a force. Mariah Carey's fan club. Now, Greggy has actually bartended for Mariah at Watch I have. I have. Real quickly, just tell me, uh, what was that experience like? It was, it was a lot. It was, um, the car came for me at, at five. They said she would be arriving at six. It wasn't live. Um, and she didn't come till eight which I knew, and I tried to tell them, and no one would listen to me. I was like, just give her, like, a two-hour, like, buffer. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, we have another show after that. I was like, well, good luck. Um, she arrived when she wanted to arrive. She had her people there rearranging the set and the lighting to her specifications. And she was amazing, actually. She was really sweet. And we were just talking about this. Isn't that what you want from Mariah? Like, Absolutely. I, that's what I want from her. I want, I want her late and... Um, not realizing it because she has no concept of time at all. I had one brush in with Mariah. I'll share with you guys. You can see behind me on screen. This was my one brush in. <laughs> I was a few vodka sodas deep in Vegas. And you know when you're taking a video, you see what's behind you. Well, I just anticipated her to be way back in the stage. It was like in a fucking car when it's like objects are closer than they appear. It's like all of a sudden she was behind me. I'm like, oh, my God, my queen icon legend's right behind me. I threw Matt out of the way. Matt was right next to me. I literally, that camera went down. I threw everyone within reach. I strong-armed them. And I was like, Mariah, I love you. And that was it. But that was my moment. I mean, they're, they're rare. They come along, like, once in a lifetime. I've had a few, but I'm, like, an insane person who follows her every move and knows where she is at all times. But um, I'm, I'm really happy that you, you got to have that uh, moment with her. It was a dream. Now, Greggy, I know we have to talk about current housewives, but I also felt like we're in New York. How can we not talk a little bit about our Roni history, right? Uh, well, I would like to say that these are hallowed halls because this is where Christmas with the Countess took place. And we were in the dressing room that she was probably telling people to leave because she needed Mary to do her hair. Also, P.S., I have this soundboard. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is too much fun for me. And now we say. Okay. Um... So I was thinking about a moment from Real Hustles in New York, and you guys know I love Scary Island, but I thought, we've talked so much about Scary Island, maybe we should do something a little bit different. So I did find an old clip we're going to watch here in just a second, and then I want us to talk about it. It's one of my favorite moments. It's actually from season two. An amazing, iconic season. An icon. I mean, yeah, every season of Roni's iconic, (laughs) truly. Um, So let's just take a look, and then we'll chat about it. How about... Thanks for coming and meeting with me. Thank you. I've been waiting like half an hour. Really? That's too bad. Listen, I just want to make something perfectly clear with you so that we're on the same page. We're not friends. Correct. Okay? So your attitude is for kids. You want to play with me, you come up to me. I don't go down to you. Okay? We don't come, we're not the same. Okay? This is you. This is me. We don't talk. And You're I'm, here because why? I mean, I'm a stranger. I do not know You're you. You're a stranger. I've met you seven times. You just, I'm not, I'm not famous enough for you to pay attention to. You know what, baby? You've met me. I don't You've met me seven times. I'm not talking to you. I don't want to know you. You have, you have a great life. Later. That was interesting. I thought that Elvis had left the building, but when I went downstairs to leave, Kelly was lurking in the doorway to give me a few more of her words of wisdom. You need to chill out. You are so inappropriate. I'm completely calm. I'm absolutely calm. <laughs> oh my god, you're so crazy. I gotta go on a date. Bye. With your imaginary boyfriend? Okay. Uh, our history. That's our history. Now, there are so many moments in that. First of all, Kelly says to Bethany that she's crazy. And she says, and you need to calm down. And Bethany's like, I am calm. But it's just that moment in particular. I feel like that was the moment for me that I thought, this is the greatest show on television. It was season two. I remember watching it. I remember being there and thinking the same thing. It was just a moment, wasn't it? Now, Greggy, where do you stand on Kelly Ben Simone? Kelly Kaloran. Um... (laughs) 
I think that she is a an important part of the history. A figure. I don't know if I'd want her back. I, I think she's one of those things that like improved as we got further and further <laughs> away from her. Right. Right. I think we would all regret it if we if we welcomed her back. Um, but I I appreciate all the uh, all the all the work she did. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> I would like her to appear once in a while. I like that one season where she came in in the mask, do you remember, and she just showed up for a second Lou. at Lance. Yeah, Lou. Lou brought her, yeah. <laughs> now, we also have to talk about Bethany. Bethany's leaving us. I know. <sighs> I'm nervous. Think? Are you I'm nervous? nervous? I'm a little nervous. I mean, that's an all-star cast. I think they'll be, like, fine, but um, I don't think she wanted to leave. I, think, I feel like it... You don't think Bethany wanted I don't think to leave? she did. I think that she went in with that crazy number... And she's like, then fuck it, I'm leaving. And then so I So you d- think she went to the negotiation table, wrote down like a ridiculous number, and yeah, was like slid it across the table yeah. and they were like, We can't pay you eight million dollars. I'm sorry. She was like, Fine, I'm out. I know. I'm a little bit worried because we I feel like we don't really have a backup plan. We do have that new woman. Does anyone know her here in New York? The new one the what's her name? Sutton? Leah? Did I just make up a name? Leah. <laughs> do we like Leah? What do we think of Leah? Eh? We'll see. I Ramona did. does not like her. I saw there, there was a picture of Ramona like glower, glaring at her. Right. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I think True. we're going to get some good hazing out of all of our ladies this season. I feel like they know... The women are all such all-stars there, like you mentioned. I feel like they're all going to step it up. Dorinda's going to step it up. Ramona's going to step it up. Sonia's going to step it up. So I do worry about Bethany leaving, but I feel like those women are really going to bring it because they know that their jobs are on the line. And the reputation of the show is on the line. I agree. Um, I think that a bigger hole will be left by Babs the Builder. <laughs> I'm going to miss her and her, her mismatched outfits and her bad spray tan. I, I and her sad her faces. Too. They were so mean to her. They were so mean to her. And then at the end of the last reunion, it was like they all just resigned to the fact that Barbara was done. Like yeah. She didn't even have to do a contract negotiation. <laughs> right. They all like, like, kindly gave her a hug and like showed her the door. You even Ramona was like, all right, I'll see you never. Like, <laughs> There was like a line of people lined up to just give her a hug to say goodbye. It was like, And she they, left like a slick of spray tan on the couch and... Every other friend of or anyone else that's like sort of loosely involved in the house, I feel like they go to the negotiation table the next season to try to get that next season. But Barbara was done after nope. that reunion. <laughs> she wanted she out. She was it. So anyway, I, I feel confident. I feel like we all need to keep our confidence about Bethany leaving because I still think we have a great show on our hands. You know what? And now we say it. Aren't these women so ridiculous? Like, what, what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> What is all of this? And I love it. Um, so speaking of things I love, now we have to get to Potomac. The best. The best. We have to. We have to. Are you guys watching Potomac? Because it's so good. It should be. Thank you. Not. Thank you. Because I feel like this is a breakout season, and I wasn't even going to planning on covering it for this show tonight, but then I watched that reunion, and I thought it was fantastic. I think, like, these women, I don't love the outfits, but I love everything that they're serving us. The outfits on the reunion were all interest, interesting. Monique looked, Monique looked incredible, I think. Ashley Darby does not. But she just gave birth, like, a, five days before the reunion, right. so, like, it's okay. It always feels like they not just great. give birth right before the reunion, doesn't it? Right. It's like, they just came from the... Every single season, we got one wife coming from the doctor's office. <laughs> Of, That's good. Like fresh hormones, like rushing through them, like they're ready to fight <laughs> or cry it. at a moment's notice. We don't know. <laughs> I feel like Ashley Darby was giving us a lot this reunion, and I felt like it jumped off right from the beginning. This was from the first two minutes or two or three minutes. I just want to play it, and then we'll talk about it. How do you feel about Michael joining us? There's been a lot of talk of Michael. Everybody has an opinion about Michael, so well, I'm a little nervous. Michael doesn't miss a camera. Why would, it's not about Michael missing a camera. It's about the fact that he was a major topic of discussion. That he is was. very he true, to too. Yeah, so but he does love a camera. camera. Absolutely. The man loves a camera. Fox 5 is an indication of that. We're good. Next. He did Fox 5 because it was necessary. Karen has something to do with liking the camera. <laughs> but we'll talk about yes, it. Yes, we're on the show. Okay, thank you. I, I mean, as far as talking about what happened, like, I'm sick of talking about the situation. Okay, mm-hmm. well, get yeah. sick of it tomorrow. I got yes. you. I got you sick of it yes. now. now I got she you. had so much to say yeah. from the chair, though, well, Giselle, I mean, and now you're sick I of agree. it? Yes. I, yes. No, you, but that's Ashley, not something that a friend right. would do. Ashley. Well, listen, we're, we're going to get into all of this, so 
I, I would. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> even Andy is like, can you just hold on a second? Let's just wait. I haven't even read the cards, and you're all getting into it. They enthusiastic. They were very, they're all ready to fight. And I, that's why I think they're the best because at, in their hearts, they know that they're making a television show. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of housewives we need. Yes, relationships are important, but we need good TV. Like Giselle's so messy, but also so likable, right? Like, so messy. I, Giselle is this weird person for me where I feel like she is so crazy messy, like almost in a cartoonish way. Yes, But correct. yet I still think of her as someone I would want to be friends with. Yeah, like I... She's... Giselle. She's, like, Giselle. Giselle. She's... She she's is stunning. very pretty, that's it. Yeah, this whole cast, it. the Potomac cast is stunning. Uh, I also loved in that, in that clip, Karen did something that I love when a housewife does, which is just decide where the conversation's going. Karen's like, yeah, he loves the camera Fox 5. Next question. <laughs> I'm ready to move on, so we're moving on. Like, she's producing. Yeah, Karen, um, I think Karen and Giselle are the same person. A few, like, right? Like, they're, they're Giselle will one day evolve into Karen. They're all just, like, separate. Like the Pokemon evolution. Right, exactly, 100%. So um, I think that's why they, they fight so much, is probably because it's like looking in a mirror. You know, I was just saying about La Dame Fragrance, which I love La Dame Fragrance. I want to see... Did you go to the Bloomingdale's pop-up and pick yourself up a bottle? No, no, no. She's up. in Bloomingdale's. She's in Bloomingdale's. But what I love about the whole La Dame Fragrance thing is it reminds me of early housewives. Like, do you remember Bethany Bakes? And, like, the early... I like those kind of businesses that are scrappy. Like, the, the more established franchises, it's not as fun. Like, on Orange County, I think Kelly Dodd has that uh, positive beverage or whatever which uh, great for her but it's not an exciting storyline like karen's scrappy la dame fragrance is so much more exciting to me with that times square led billboard on like 42nd and 11th um (laughs) (laughs) like i prefer my skinny girl in comic sans font than like whatever it's Uh. owned by today do you remember when alex mccord designed that skinny girl logo (laughs) a moment right Justice for Alex. Justice for Alex. <laughs> but I'm excited for La Dame fragrance. I am too. I can't wait to wear it and smell like a 72-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> the shade they were throwing. They all, they all tried the fragrance and they're like, I feel old. But, but they can all, I like them because they can throw shade and then laugh about it afterwards. Except for Candace. They move on quickly. Yeah, and speaking of Candace, actually... We saw her earlier in the season when Candace cries. She does something that Kyle Richards does, which Leslie Grossman, of course, has wonderfully pointed out. She, she folds up the napkin and does the corner eye thing. And uh, Candace really folds it. Like, and she does fucking like origami. origami. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she does the origami. And I, I think we learned this reunion that it's not just her that does it. Let's take a look. All right. Okay, I'm trying to explain to you pain. Okay. You don't understand that yet. You're still young. Just let me, okay, just let me tell this part. The way I found out about him was, was up to me because I didn't really get a chance. What the fuck are they folding it up for? (laughs) It's in their DNA, I guess. Just fold the napkin and dab it. It's in their DNA. Like, what the fuck are we folding it for? I didn't think that's how you use a tissue. I just threw it in my eye. I cry a lot. <laughs> Granted, it's in normally in the shower, but I was shocked to just see that the mom was doing the same thing. I don't know. I don't wear. I, I don't. I don't get that. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. What do you why. make of Candace's mom? Um, oh. Do you guys think she's awful? What do we like? Awful. What do we think? I don't. I don't get it. I, she yeah. does, she's not endearing to me. Yeah. Like, she doesn't endear herself in any way. I, I'm like, imagine if... She, yeah, she's probably, like, more appropriate as a housewife. I would agree with that. Um, I would be mortified if I were her patient and she was my therapist. And then I turned on the TV and she was on there smacking her daughter with a purse. I know, the purse. I love a mom, though. I love a housewife mom. Like, she, I don't know. It's entertaining, but she's... Do you guys like... Who do you, who's your, everyone's favorite on Potomac? Oh, favorite mother. Favorite mother. Mama Joyce. Oh, my God. Elsa's great. Elsa's great. Elsa's. <laughs> Mama D. There's so many. Dale. This girl likes Dale. She's screaming. So many. Dale. Dale. Look at this well, this pool of women that we have to choose from. 
That's the real story here is all of these women that we have to choose from. And the moms have given us so much. And I'm so grateful. March, March Senior, senior. Oh, Dr. Oh, yeah, March Senior is great. March Senior is good, yeah. Okay, you guys, now I just want to show one more clip from Potomac. And this was how they ended the episode. So we have been talking about Mr. Darby, who, very sketchy, has done some very inappropriate things that I certainly do not agree with, and I, I do not like the man. But the editing is something that I want to point out at the very end of the episode, because I've never seen anything like this. It was like it was a Blumhouse picture. It was like a horror movie. Let's all just take a look. You're living your delusions. You know what, Candace? Living your delusions. You're on a whole different level. We were, and, and, you, and so are you. You are blatantly You are on nasty. a whole other level below my shit. You're nasty. Shoe. So be quiet. Um, Monique you from Atlanta. You're fucking my penthouse, bitch. Oh. All right, okay. Your husband's penthouse? Okay. Be still. Okay. Be still. Okay. Be still and quiet. Okay. okay. Yeah, my name is on the beat. All kinds my name is on the beat. My That's great TV. That is fantastic TV. I can't even sit for that. That's amazing TV. My favorite part about the whole the whole clip package was that there's a there's a random voice at the end that just goes, "It's Michael," and it's not any of the women. It's just some poor soul in like the editing bay. (laughs) Like, uh. where did it come from? I gotta run in. There was also a rogue cameraman who was like in between the stage. He was like over here and he like went from stage to. It was like, what is happening? And that music, it was like fucking Jaws was coming out of the water. And he is a monster. He's the Jaws of Potomac. It's really. Sweaty Australian vampire. Just. Oh, the worst. <laughs> hanging the in the. Ra- he's like the Phantom of the Opera up in the Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't. laughs> you know what? But now we said it. <laughs> oh, man. But a Potomac is so good. So if you guys aren't watching, you have got to watch it. If that didn't sell you on it, I don't know how else to sell you on it. It's so fantastic. Just if you are limited with time, just watch this current season because it's truly some of the best TV. And look at the risks they take on the editing with that. Like that's, those are things that you don't necessarily see on Orange County. Right. They're not afraid to show you sweating through your shirt. That was a lot of sweat. I'm a sweater, too. That was, like, too, the so kindest you know. thing they did for Michael, to show him sweating through his shirt. It made him look human. <laughs> so now we have to get to Orange County. So I feel like I'm one of the only people liking it. I know I keep saying that. Are you guys liking it? Okay, good. Greggy doesn't like it. So, I, so here's the thing. It, it, you know when they put out, like, a new iPhone, and it's really not any different from the old iPhone, but there's, like, one thing different with it? I feel like they, they're like, all right, well, guys, Vicky's gone now. Like, that's it. It's over. But that show needs to be, like, saged with, like, they need to get Tamara out Tamara of there. Tamara needs to go. Uh, I would even take Vicky over Tamara, I think. I don't I would know. Too. I mean, I... Listen, Vicky is, like, way past her sell-by date. Tamara's got to go. Kelly Dodd is the supreme. I'm here for, like, horny single Shannon. Um, uh, Shane you is forgot their, You forgot Gina and Emily's name? Gina is hanging on by a thread, guys. I feel bad, I, I feel bad for her because she's, like, from Long Island and has, like, a, an accent similar to somebody from, like, New Jersey. So I'm like, oh, It's like... She's in pain, and she has no furniture in her house. And It's dark. Where is she sitting? It's dark. It's dark and relatable. Uh, do you guys, I'm just curious, do you guys think Vicky should be full-time? No. What about this one? Do we think that Tamara needs to go? There was something go. that Vicky did in this most recent week that I really like, and that is she put out a spread for Shannon and um, Tamara that I just want to point out this spread. That's a friend of salary. <laughs> That's like her relationship with Steve Lodge, like in one photo. Just a sad generic cheese plate. 
And then Shannon walked in. And she's like, oh, Jesus. Ah! Like she was so excited about it. And it was like they were all so proud of this spread. And it was like, what a spread? What spread? It's like a fucking Lunchable. She put out a Lunchable. She unwrapped it. That's it. I mean, I'm not above eating that, so I, I can't really... It does look the, good. It does look good. But now we said it. <laughs> are those deviled eggs there? Three? Those are three deviled eggs. One per guest? One per guest. She also see You can't see it. Those napkins say hashtag whoop it up. Uh, she I has do. a garage full of those napkins. They're from that scam tour thing she did in Mexico. <laughs> well, she's had so many business ventures that it's like, where are they? What happened to that? Vicky's Vodka? Kill all cancer. Kill all. We're going to kill it all. We're going to kill all cancer. What was that campaign? <laughs> you know what? Vicky does deserve to be full-time just for that alone. Just keep her around. Keep uh, creating side businesses. A friend recently brought me, Vicky had like a perfume line. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. I she do had a remember that. Perfume line, and a friend brought it to my house. But like, as she was walking into my apartment, it was like falling apart, <laughs> and so it literally like got all over my floor. My floor still smells like fucking Vicky's perfume, <laughs> but the bottle was just like I don't. It was a brand. She's like, it's a brand new bottle, but it was like spilling everywhere. <laughs> so my apartment still reeks. Still of that. reeks of Vicky. Yeah. I miss. I, I liked Vicky's vodka the best because she said that Vegas was going to stock it in all of their casinos, as if. <laughs> Vegas was like a business that was going to like <laughs> stock her bacon vodka. I feel like we're by the end of the season, we're going to really like Vicky again. Like the way that we liked Luann again after they dem- No, we don't so. think. She doesn't get it. Yeah. Monster. She's she is a monster. A monster. She's, a, She's ghoul. a monster. She's our monster. Now I want to get to Gina, which I hope I don't dark everyone out with this. I just want to point out just a couple Gina moments, right? One of them is just something that I didn't catch until the second time I watched the episode. And that was a reflection on me because I thought, how did I miss this scene the second time? But it's because all of Gina's stuff is so dark that when something like this happens, it almost just brushes past us. And let's take a look. So steady, man. I'm going to puke. I'm just going to puke. I'll feel better. I can't. I'm going to throw up, man. I'm usually a good worker out or... Ready, you can walk those arms out. <laughs> High bounce. Just breathe. Okay? Sorry, I'm sick. She got right back on that trampoline. <laughs> We've all been there. That made her very relatable. <laughs> I feel like we, Greggy said it best. We've all been there. It's yeah. relatable. Who among us hasn't run out of an Orange Theory class and thrown I, up in the bathroom? <laughs> I've run out of many a berries at boot camp. And uh, yeah, but it was just, I, I thought like, how did I miss that the first time I watched it? I guess it's just uh, like all of that is hard for me because it's like, this is the show that brought us Heather Dubrow. And could you imagine Heather Dubrow and Gina like sharing a scene? <laughs> Now that's oh. all I'll be able to imagine. Do you want to live in my refrigerator? Like, you can. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I sort of miss Heather Dubrow. Do you, Same like, I hated her. I know. She was but like... I, I hated her, but I miss her. Yeah. I, I, I think she was... She, I like, wouldn't mind her on Beverly Hills even. Like, I don't know. Wow. I want to see that. In, we right. no, I know. They fucking tease us it. with that house. You could see it on YouTube, but it's not the same. <laughs> I want to see her giving Gina a tour of her house. Right. <laughs> Like the garage is as big as her casita. <laughs> I'm a little bit concerned about even showing the next clip because it's also very dark. But it made me laugh. I sometimes look at these shows as cartoons, right? Like you, it's almost like Teflon. Like I shouldn't be laughing at this, but it makes me laugh anyway. And so let's just take a look at Gina talking about a warrant out for her arrest at a children's birthday party. So you took care of your warrant? I took care of that. That's good. I was terrified, though. I was driving around with that warrant out for my arrest. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know? And then all of a sudden, Shannon called me and was like, are you sitting down right now? Like, they would have came to my house and arrested me in front of my children. Fucking Tony the Tiger. That's terrible. I got taken away in an ambulance in front of my kids. Once. Emily is not listening to me. She is not understanding me. You going to seek medical care versus me being handcuffed, loaded into a paddy wagon and carted off to the clink. Not exactly the same thing, Em. I Ubered yesterday to go meet Shannon, furniture shop. 
We'll get to there. We'll get there. Wait. They're on a different TV show than the other rest of the women. Like, Gina and Emily are yes, on a different they, They're on their own show. show. Like, yeah. About two poor women who live like, <laughs> like in small homes and just do normal things. I did really like that Emily had this children's birthday party that seemed like a normal children's birthday party. It like made me feel they had a piñata and pizza. It was like a lot of time. But you're right, it's a totally different show. Like I always say Gina should be on Vanderpump Rules. Like that's yeah, where she, she should be. <laughs> well, I mean also like they had that party in the living room of the house, which is like the most normal thing ever. Like what housewives party has not been in like a backyard or like a venue with like a bouncy castle and like catering and let me ask you something about Gene and Emily. Do you think Bravo's afraid... Do you think after last season, Bravo was afraid to get rid of them because they wanted to save face because they get rid of first-season Housewives so often? That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I also think that last season was real, was just bad. Yeah. Bad all around. Not many likable people, and I guess like but getting why, rid of... why didn't they clean house completely? But who would be left? Just Kelly Dodd and Shannon and then just cast all new people? Gretchen. Gretchen. <laughs> and her fur coats in 90 degree weather. Bring back Lynn Curtin. Bring back Peggy Tano. Lynn Curtin. Uh. Bring back the real MVPs. Peggy Ale- Sulahian. Was that Alexis Bellino. Uh, right? Alexis Bellino d- ditched that guy and she's fucking a hot guy now. She's yeah, got she's a hot got a kind of good for her. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, Alexis Bellino photo shoot of her clothing? <laughs> Alexis Couture. <laughs> Everything was like real flowy, and I just remember her like laying down, and then Jim creeping uh, around the corner. Yeah, throwing holy water on her. Isn't it? Isn't it weird that we look back on these housewives, and it's like we remember them fondly, but in the moment we hate them. But I look back on Alexis. I'm like, oh, I miss her. Yeah, I think Alexis was like good for the show. Yeah. She wasn't good. She's not a good person by any means. She's probably a bad person. What would you say is the percentage of women on Housewives who are good people? Zero percent? No, that's not true. I feel like maybe 10, 15 percent. Like, I know we're not talking about Dallas yet, but I think, like, Leanne is a good person and Deandra is a bad person. Like, if they're in their bones... And also, speaking of, we're going to get to Dallas right now, actually. And speaking of Dallas, I think Stephanie Holman is a genuinely good human being. She's so, so nice. Yeah, we love Stephanie. We love Stephanie. And you like Leanne. I love Leanne, too. I know Leanne is very divisive, right? Some people hate Leanne, but I love Leanne. Oh, yeah, I think she's a great, I think she's a great housewife. Like, I just said she's a good person. I don't think that she's, like, particularly, like, a super sane person, like... She definitely, like, is made for being a reality TV per- persona, but yeah. she's good. I always think Leanne really does, like, the charity work off camera, just because, like, I know people that have done charity stuff with her, so I do feel like that, and I'm not sure the reasons why she does it, but I do know that it's not just, like, an on-camera thing, and yeah. so that always, like, touches me with Leanne. I don't know why. Um, but Leanne also has this, like, potty mouth, which I love, too. It's like she... <laughs> She, you look at her and you just think like a nice older white woman and then all of a sudden she'll like say something that is just so bizarre. And there was a couple moments from this week's Real Houses of Dallas that I just want to point out. And one of them was with Brandy. And this is a little bit more tame, but I'd like us to watch it and then uh, just pay attention to Leanne's mouth. <laughs> like I want to challenge you to make you and me about you and me and nobody else. I if somebody comes to you and says, I said you're a piece of sh- I want you to pick up the phone and be like, bitch, why you say my mom is a And I'll be like, who the told you that? And then we'll have our conversation, but I'm not doing this backstabbing, twisting of bullshit anymore. Just fucking call me, bitch. Tell me, call, pick up the phone and be like, fucking bitch, call me. Like, who is that woman? Yeah, Leanne, Leanne's a weirdo, I think, right? Like, she's probably she was probably weird growing up, and like, she's really pretty now, and like, but she's still fucking weird. I just never expect the socially words... Socially awkward. Socially like, awkward. I never, I never expect the words to come out of her mouth the way that they do. And then there was... She's a carny. I mean, I guess that makes sense. She's a carny. She grew up in the carnival. Who among us, if we grew up in the carnival, wouldn't talk like that? Um, but there was one other moment. It was very brief. And in the episode this week, Deandra did a roast. And... 
Leanne, Leanne surprised guested, and this was Leanne going to do her roast moment. All right, Leanne. Last but not least, Leanne. If you can make your way down here, that would be fabulous. Okay. Bite my dick. I, it was so confident, too. She did, rattled it off. It was no time it wasted. said, bite my dick. Yeah, I think Leanne's got Deandra's number, so she doesn't really... Okay, so wait, Greg, explain why don't, you don't like Deandra. Deandra, she's just such a loser. Like, she's a loser. She's a 50-year-old loser. Like, uh, Go on a vacation for your 50th birthday. Don't make all those people come up there and... Make shitty jokes about you. Ah, uh, yeah, that's all right. Uh, well, she, uh, I don't know. The I, I'm trust not a thing. Of, like, get yeah. a job, Deandra. Go get a job. I know. I like, I love all the stuff with Mama D, and I want Deandra on the show just because I love that whole dynamic, but I just don't care for Deandra. But also a roast, like, that's my worst nightmare. Like, Same. everyone getting up Same. to say mean <laughs> things about you. Like, how could you do that? Did you, see, did you see her assistant who was like, over the past three weeks, she has become more than a boss. She's become a friend. <laughs> and Leanne was just in the corner, that's not a roast. <laughs> You guys, I'm just, I, obviously this is my second show, so there's some technical difficulties. Uh, so the next clip is just from New York. Let's just enjoy it. Don't project on me. That's not your job. You ain't my mother, and you ain't my daughter. So until you start paying my fucking bills, don't you project on me, sister, because I haven't projected on you ever. Not about Dallas. Those are big, uh, that's like uh, uh, Leanne vibes in the way that she just slurs words together, right? Right, it was actually very Leanne. Like the, <laughs> the language, it come out of a woman that we wouldn't have expected, and so it was a great moment. Dorinda. I don't know why it was fitting in there, but... I love her. I love, Drunk Dorinda's the best. Yeah. Isn't she the best? I uh, agree. Thank you, Joe <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing here without Dorinda? So back to Dallas, and we talked a little bit about Leanne and Deandra's relationship, and I do love like that they have made up, but they also hate each other. It's like their words that are coming out of their mouth are saying one thing, but their faces are saying another. Let's take a look. Have you talked to your mom lately? I have not. I don't have the same relationship you have with your mother. My mother has no financial hold over me, so I don't have any need to talk to her. The company's totally mine. I don't need to, you know, ask her for permission to pay for something or do something, and I don't... You're not paying for the Bentley and all that? No, she That's bought all that. She what? paid all that cash. And you don't have to give her a salary? Mm-mm. And she took the housekeeper off the payroll and all the country clubs and everything off the payroll. And not oh, the country club not, off the payroll. So is there anything else we need to talk about? Honestly, like, I think I've said everything I need to say. Perfect. I'm glad we did it. I feel much better about it. Well, good. So cheers for the last little drip of... Cheers for the last drip. Alcohol. Those are two women that absolutely hate each other. (laughs) Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Deandra's a loser, but she's still good for the show. Like, I want to watch that stuff, and... I mean, those people hate each other, but they're forced to be in a scene uh, together, which is the whole uh, logline of this whole franchise that we're watching. Be I mean, and I just find that dynamic amazing. I just hope it's, it stays on long enough for us to see Deandra finally get access to her trust and find there's nothing inside because Mavity spends it all. <laughs> Do you, but wait, you know so, that's what's happening, right? Like, she's like, I have plenty of money. From, from where? That trust. Do you think Deandra should get another job or something? Or where do you stand on that whole... Should she, I, I mean, would you have stuck around for the trust? Um, I would have banked on my trust for when the, the time came, but I probably would have gotten a job. I don't know. I don't have a... Uh, yeah, I would yeah, have gotten a job. Yeah. Like, what uh, skills does she have? What, could, what job could she get? I, I, that Mama D dynamic, though, is just so great. And I do think Mama D is, like, scamming her daughter and the whole family, and I'm into that. 
<laughs> scamming. She's, she's JR. She's like, it's, it's, I like that they're leaning into how like, they want this to be like a knockoff Dallas, and I'm, I'm here for all Do of Do you that. guys like Dallas right now? It's great, right? All these newer franchises are so much more refreshing than the Orange Counties and the Beverly Hills, right? Like, eh, Roni is, I mean, a classic. We can't go wrong. Uh, we talked a little bit about how we love Stephanie, and Stephanie did some great stand-up work at the... <laughs> wait, 50 Cent. Let's just take a moment and talk about 50 Cent for a second. Fafti is going hard on Lala. Right? What is going on there? He's not stopping. Fafti, every time I... Every time I look at my phone, there's a new update from 50 Cent. And it's something about Lala... I don't know if I like it or not. I like see it. I'm like, I don't know if I feel good about watching it, but I watch every single update on his Instagram. But it is, he's going hard. It seems like he's not giving up. And I'm surprised. And has Lala, forgive me because I've been busy today, but did Lala respond yet? Today? Today? The other day I saw, yeah, she, the other day she responded to something, but she said the sober thing the other day, but then, and she said she never did coke allegedly. I don't know if I believe that. I, <laughs> I don't like to keep up with them. I don't like to keep up with Vanderpump Rules in the off season. I like for them to just appear and then disappear for like six months at a time. It's... That's a smart rule of thumb, actually, because I feel like I learn too much about these shows when I follow all them on Instagram and stuff like that. And I've been following the Lala stuff, but that's not even going to be in the new season at all. I don't know. But I feel like they have to cover it in some capacity. Could you imagine if 50 just like walked <laughs> At a confessional. <laughs> He's just sitting at Sir, having a cocktail. He starts like hosting with Raquel. What's that? Doesn't he always hashtag like, like a drink? On every post, he's sipping that cocktail he's trying to promote. Oh my God, that would save that show in an instant. Let's get 50 in a job at Sir. I would rather see him than, um, than the boss, than more of the boss. Wait, which one? Who, Lisa? Lisa. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to have more of her on because she's not. Yeah, I feel like we'll get a lot of Lisa this season. Yeah. And I you don't know, know what that means. What? More Ken. Uh. Just you guys, I love Lisa. Like a ghost. I love Lisa, but Ken. <laughs> but I always napping. I, I am very excited to see more Lisa though on Vanderpump because I think she shines on Vanderpump Rules, and she, she doesn't have to deal with all the Beverly Hills stuff. Right. Like I, I, that's what I always have wanted for Lisa is to just do your spinoff show where everyone worships you as they should, and then we get like that side of you. Like Beverly Hills, it was just like a bad fit for her for the past. I don't know. Yeah, and I would just also love to see you putting like a mirror under Ken's nose while he's napping to make sure that he's breathing in the background of every scene. Just like, <laughs> you're friends with all of them now. You can go down whenever you want. I still haven't, I've still never met Kristen is the one that I love and I've still never met Kristen. You've never met her? I mean like very, we were like at a bar next to each other very briefly <laughs> and I was like really like freaking out because you guys know I love Kristen but we didn't speak. It was, I think like the bartender said like whose drink is this and I was like it's hers and then that was it or something. And then she burned you with a cigarette and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Tom's birthday party though and I was like I didn't want, I wanted to like not be anywhere near the cameras and I thought I was, like, way in the corner with my friend Hannah. And apparently, like, Jax and Sheena were filming a scene right there. And I've never met Jax either. Like, I don't... Uh, but he, like, yelled at me to get away. He said, get out of here. And I was like, I'm trying. Jax yelled at you? He yelled at me. <laughs> but, it, like, and it scared me shitless. Like, I, I, I don't... I've said this before. Like, I feel like Jax is just unpredictable. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, I feel like I'm good at reading people, but I cannot get a read on Jax at all. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's confusing to me, and I just, like, I get very nervous around Jax. Yeah, I've always said this about, uh, that my greatest fear is being alone in a room with Ramona Singer, but I would add Jax to that list, too. They have very similar what would energy. We talk, what would, he, like, what would yeah. he talk about, his job with that hockey team doing social media? <laughs> well, you know that rumor is that they had sex. Do you remember that rumor that Ramona and Jax? <laughs> I'm not, make, I'm not making this up, rumor. right? Somebody remembers this. I've never yeah. heard that rumor, but I would, I'm here for it. Someone, so uh, was it Sonia? Sonia? I bet they all did it. Wow, Bethany, wow. They all did it. Um, we got to get back to Dallas. Wow, Craig's dog, Bethany, wow. Somebody said. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. We have to talk about Brandy's, uh, Brandy on Dallas. I want to just show a, a scene between her daughter and, look, I'm not a parent, so what do I know? What do I know? But let's just take a look. These ones. Can I get this picture for you? Oh, so you can put a picture of me in it? No, not you. Either like this one. Look, there's a mermaid. Look at these ones. Can I get goggles? I am guilty of bribery. Yeah, 7.9. Okay. Maybe she'll like me for at least, at least uh, five minutes, maybe 10, if I'm lucky. You're not going to hug me and say... $729 she spent on the dog. Is that a normal thing for parent? <laughs> I was like shocked. And I know that like, I, that was one of the things that shocked me the most. I was like this bill. And I know we're on Housewives, which is like the whole the idea of it is that we're supposed to show wealth or whatever. But $729 at a Claire's. <laughs> what did they even buy? Buying matching outfits too. That was the... Did she say she wanted to have a matching, like matching <laughs> rollers, like go-go shorts or something? I'm sure in next, next episode we'll see them in a matching outfit. But I just was shocked. I was like, what did they buy there for that much money? Like there's nothing in the store that costs over $50. I wouldn't think, but I don't go into a store like that. So but I don't. That she had a lot on her, her list of things she wanted. Yeah, she, she <laughs> The daughter hates the mom, though. Da- the daughter hates Brandy. And we're going to watch that implode. And if we're with them long enough, I feel that they'll be the Mama D and the Deandra. Eventually, that'll be the Pokemon evolution Ooh, wow. of those two. Yeah. Now, Carrie, do you guys like this new woman, Carrie? I, we don't, it's, she's new, right? She's new. Did anyone else realize the other Carrie was not on the show? <laughs> I didn't. Greggy was telling me, like, we were talking about this before, and he's like, I didn't even realize, like, the new Carrie was in the show until, like, we talked about it. He thought it was the same Carrie that was from before. <laughs> She's a brand new Carrie. Brand new Carrie, brand new accent. A brand new accent. And uh, there's a scene with her husband that I, it rubbed me the wrong way, the way that she treated the service man, or the service industry. I hate on these shows. That's something that does rub me the wrong way. I bartended, served, all of that stuff, and I think, like, you have to be nice. And then also, I, I don't know, I feel like you should hold it together in front of the waiter. Like, let the problems in your relationship fall out after the waiter's gone? Let's just, let's take a look. Do y'all want to order dinner now? No, we're good in the appetizers. We ordered the appetizers, but as far as the dinner, what specials did you say you had? Baby, can we wait until we get the appetizers? I'll bring these back whenever you All right, you that's great, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's... I had it when they wanted you to order up. We haven't even had an appetizer and dinner. I mean, let's just... Are you in a hurry? No, but... Okay. <laughs> Admittedly, the music adds to the dramatic yeah. effect. The close-up of the, the waitress who was just trying to get the order. I think she also, as soon as she said that, realized that she put her foot in her mouth and knew that there was no going back because when she walked in, she's like, I hate, I hate that. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate that? Nobody agreed with her, though. Wait, Greggy, you've been on these shows before. How does it work when there's like a, a, a waiter or a server or someone who has to come in a scene? Do, do, do you arrive at a scene and then the server signs up for it? Like, how does this work? Um, you arrive at a scene and they usually have you walk in like three times. And Oh, they um, have the cast walk in three times? Yeah, they'll do like your entrance a few, sometimes a few different times. And they never show the entrance, which is so, that used to annoy me so much. I was like, why do you have to do that if you're not even going to show us walking in? And then you sit down and you order, um, I don't know what, who, who draws straws to, to deal with or, like taking the order. Like um, everyone's back in yeah, the restaurant. And then like, sometimes you get the food and sometimes you don't. And then you... <laughs> I just am so curious about that. Too. And they don't get paid, the server who just walks on. Uh, like by the network? No, they don't no, get paid. No, like I like, had to fight tooth and nail to get paid. <laughs> like they're not going to pay the server. Wait, they didn't pay you off the bat? What? They not didn't pay like you the off the bat? first season, no. Ugh. Why are they cheap? <laughs> Bravo, I know. We need Bravo to pay. Talent like Greggy, we right. need them on these shows. Greggy, uh, I want to talk briefly about New Jersey. Is there anything... Do you still hear anything? Like, do you hear any... Uh, just uh, anything? Oh, Albie's fake... No, you, those fake flowers are... That's his new business venture. Um, What's Albie's fake flowers? No, it's like a flower... Like, they... You know, instead of buying, like, 
like flowers from Michael's and just having like fake flowers. They're like real flowers, but they're like preserved, so they last longer. Oh, so I didn't so even know like, that was a yeah. It's a thing. I don't know. I don't I'm, know much about it, but I know that it's doing well. I miss the whole Manzo family on the show. Albie See? was so sexy, right? Albie was cute, right? Yeah, I had a crush on Albie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, do you hear anything about like what's going on now, or because you don't have a connection really to like Teresa, Melissa? Do you ever see Melissa anymore? Um, no, not really. Um, I'm good friends with Melissa's uh, cousin, so I, I hear that she's doing well often. Um, but I haven't seen her. I haven't seen. Her, I, yeah, I haven't seen her since Florence's wedding. I don't think. There were these rumors that Caroline was maybe going to come back to New Jersey. Do you yeah. think that's a possibility ever? Um, I don't know. I don't think they uh, made like a like a decent offer. So I think that's why the money thing said again. No, I think because yeah. it's a lot. Like, like filming a show like that it's, takes like six months of your life. And they tell you like to be somewhere, and they're not like you can't be like, oh, I have something going on that day. Like that's your job. So they're like, be here at this time, and then you show up, and then like they're not ready, and then you wait a whole thing, for, like, two hours. So it's just like it takes up a lot of your time. And I think if it's you're going to put yourself through that, you should uh, earn the money, know your worth, and demand it. When you watch these shows, yes, that's right. When you watch these shows, do you watch it from like a behind the scenes? Like, can you imagine what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, that they made that look like worse than it probably yeah. is. Like, I think with Brandy's daughter, she probably said like, oh, my daughter's being such a brat because of like all the stuff with the new baby. And then they're like, ooh, okay, yeah, we're going to explore that. So, um, Brandy, you're going to go shopping and you're going to be like, oh, she doesn't like me. And like, that's like the... The way that that's how the way of the, the show. Yeah. Well, Greggy, this was so fun. I'm so grateful that you were here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations Thank on you. your live shows. I hope you do more. I told Greggy like he's the most requested guest in the show, and I know he's called in before, but we're just never in the same city to be able to do this. But well, I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much. And do you have any um, do you have any final thoughts on any of the franchises, any of the cities? Is it about Tom? Is it about? It's always about Tom. Um, if you see Tamara's crazy son out, I would run the other way. Ugh, the son. I can't with that. I've got to go. But not Spencer. We love Spencer. Right? Is that the... the yeah, I think yeah. that's... Yeah. That's my I, final t- thought. Tamara needs to go. That's the moral of the has got to go. They all got to go. Got to get rid of Tamara. Greggy, this was so fun. So thank fun. you. Give thank you. Greggy thank a round you, guys. Of Isn't Greggy great? I love him so much. And I feel like we went... We, we went around the world. We, I feel like we hit every, every city. And so I just want to thank you guys truly from the bottom of my heart. I know this stuff is silly that we all talk about, but I truly think it's important that it brings us all together and, and gives us something to uh, distract ourselves from like all the craziness going on. And so I thank you for all being so kind for these first shows. I was really terrified, and I am just so grateful you guys were so kind. So thank you very much. I love you guys. I love you guys. I was literally scared shitless backstage. I was like, Matt, we're going home. (laughs) Poor Matt. Matt's back there somewhere. Who's at the bar? Shane failed the bar. That's what... Okay. Shane fucking failed the bar. What the fuck? Shane failed the bar after all that? Ugh. I'm like, Shane's at the bar. I was like, Shane is here? Oh my God, I would have lost it if Shane was over at the bar. But speaking of the bar, Shane failed it. I fucking hate Shane. Ugh, the worst. The worst person. Thank you. Um, okay, so now I'm, I'm, I wanted to play myself out to something fun. I know it's not Christmas. Um, I love you all. But I'm going to play myself out. It feels like Christmas, and so I feel like this is only fitting. Thank you all for coming, truly, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you.
love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.